Hello, listeners. Chelsea here. Just wanted to give you a heads up. Fables Around the Table, she is going to be playing Morkborg, so there's going to be copious amounts of bloody, gory, uh, like, death metal-inspired imagery and vibes, so... If you are not in for a sort of intense kind of season, you might want to give this one a skip. Just wanted to make sure everyone's safe. Please enjoy Fables Around the Table, she! The wind from the west, from the sundered land, rot rides it in the stench of blood. Cursed Malker, will you travel there? To the valley of the unfortunate undead? Our young ones are taken by the child thief Turgol, known for his vile crimes and his alchemy of flesh. Distances shift, paths between places warp, as if this pale, lightless world possessed a will and bitter life, its mercy curdled to wrath over a too long age. Who are you? The graver with silver glittering between his cracked fingernails? The mystic who would bend the world's miserable heart away from its inevitable end? Most likely it makes little difference. No one has seen the sun in years. The old care more for sacrifice and god offerings than their bawling spawn. Doomsayers are proved right time and time again, and embraced by hidden powers. Maybe it's best to surrender. To trust your own instinct and skill rather than the whim of the dice. Before all is drowned in welcome silence. Life locked and failing in a dark fort. This is Morkborg. So, your party has kind of come together. Um, you guys are hanging out down in Schwellig. That's sort of the area you you guys ended up running into, this guy. Um, you guys were looking for jobs, and you ran into uh, this guy named Clort. Uh, he runs kind of like... Not, you wouldn't call it a bounty shop, but you know that's where you go to get, like, the good jobs, if you know what I mean. Um, and he kind of pulled you guys in together, uh, after you kind of, like, volunteered trying to, to make some money, or find a way to, uh, do, do something down, down here. The job he's given you is that there are two thieves that took something very precious to him, and... They were almost caught on the way out. He was almost able to stop them. But they were able to to slip away. And you know that the direction they ran to was towards the Valley of the Unfortunate Damned. So you figured that's probably the, the place to start looking, even though going in that direction is 
normally a death sentence for anyone. So here's my first question for you guys. Uh, what has Clort offered to you that made you take this job? And this can be a different answer for everyone. Silver. He's offered lots of silver. And I need it. I need the money. For Torben, it's probably... The chance of being... I'm trying to think of the right word. Of being accepted back into the church. Um, I was never a religious man, but ever since this transformation, it's just felt unnatural and unholy. And whatever I knew need to do to be back in the graces of she and he is what I need to do. Well, for me, it's certainly not the gold um, or the silver because I have plenty of that. Um, it's mostly a, I just want to help out. Could you spare some for a poor old man? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are all great friends already. <laughs> So yeah, you're given your, your your mission, and you start heading out that way. Um, it's a decently long journey. Uh, do you guys try and interact with each other, or are you kind of like, well, I'm not talking to them. We're not friends. <laughs> um, you guys probably see Nathair mostly um, speaking in some sort of almost word salad way to... Uh, Ravger, uh, an osprey that he carries on his shoulder at all times. Um, the bird seems to kind of heed his words, but, I mean, just caw back at him, so that is most of who he discusses anything with anymore. Jotna's just kind of grossed out by both of her companions. <laughs> she She's not a fan of either of them, so she's just gonna kind of keep to herself. Um, Torben would be checking sort of keeping an eye on the surroundings and um, it sort of at the beginning of the journey, encouraging uh, his companions to keep an eye out for this large hulking thing that might be following. A what? A, a big, big thing. Not really a... Who? It's a golem a construct that's been sent to follow me i don't uh quite remember why but just a human looking thing but bigger and don't i remember that it's supposed to be following me but the exact reasons are in dispute i remember when i was young i thought i fought three of them with my bare hands i'm sure, <laughs> sure we can handle did. them just fine i'm 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 sure you did, and I'm sure we can, Nathair. <laughs> That's nice, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dying. Okay, Boomer. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long it would take for one of those. <laughs> um. Yeah, so you're getting kind of used to each other's presence, and you've made some opinions about each other. Um, you start walking through the dank soil at the edge of the valley. It's sopping with blood, piss, and the final tears of the damned souls who came here to die. Pleasant. Yeah. 
as you get closer, you could start feel yourself descending downwards, even though it's slowly the the slope of the valley becoming more apparent. Uh, the heavy feeling of hate and despair surrounding you, crushing your spine towards hell below. Um, but as you're walking through this terrible hell, something catches your eye through the musty air of death in front of you. Um, there appear to be two great mounds that thrust themselves upwards. Uh, this is the first real, like, topography you've seen so far, so it's a little, uh, alarming, I guess you could say. Um, about how tall are we talking? Um, you could probably guess it's, like, at least your height, if not maybe a wee bit taller. Oh, okay, so not like, okay, okay. Yeah, not like a okay. mountain, just yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. appeared. Okay. And do these look natural, or does it look like these have been sort of built up? There is an organic shape to them, but it seems very organized. And in fact, the harder you look at it, you think you can see a little bit of activity around them. Nathair, would Ravger be able to take a closer look and let us know if there's anything going on up there? Uh, yes. Go on, old boy. And I, um, Nathair pats the bird on the head and kind of shifts him off his shoulder uh, to go peek around a little bit to see if there's any hostile activity towards any of us or the bird. Yeah. Um, let me look at your thing. Mm -hmm. quick. <laughs> uh, do you have to make rolls for the bird? Um, I think the only thing I saw was for like attacking um, and defense. It has a DR of 10, eight, eight hit points, and then a D4 to like hit or damage. Okay. Yeah. Then would you like to roll me a presence roll? And we'll give it a difficulty like 10. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a three. Nice. <laughs> I said I was getting all my good rolls out. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so the bird flies around and it comes back to you. And it doesn't give you any indication that there's anything super weird going on. Uh, but he does indicate that movement is happening, and that is something that you also have been able to see from this distance. Good boy, good boy. There's something up ahead. Well, I think at this point the question is, do we want to keep moving or do we want to check it out? I, uh, I don't know. What do you think over there, you... Um, as he is gesturing to Annalise, what's your character's name again? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Yotna kind of mutters under her breath, um, and uh, she actually has a court jester with her named Poltroon, who she's been trying to ignore this whole time. Um, so she, she says, everyone else here is useless. Let me send Poltroon over to take a closer Ooh. look. The jester. Oh. And she kind of shoves the jester towards that area. Uh, yeah. Why don't you also roll me um, a DR10 uh, presence check to see if he sees anything uh, a little more exciting. Yeah. As soon as I can find it. You said it. What, what am I rolling? So you're going to roll a d20, and you're going to add your presence modifiers if you have any. Okay. Um, and then you're trying to beat a 10. 
Well, that's a nine. Okay, oh, so here's so <laughs> that failed too. Here's here's what happens. <laughs> oh boy. Um, your jester moves toward the mound and uh, is looking around, and you notice them looking very scared as they are there. Um, the movements seem to be getting a little more intense, uh, and you you can see that from far away. Um, they're looking around and don't seem to be finding anything super uh, interesting until suddenly you see a glint of silver thrust through the air, almost like a knife cutting towards him. Um, he jumps back, the knife misses, uh, but he scurries back to you, uh, bumbling, uh, trying not to cry from fear. <laughs> well, you did your best. And Thank your best you. was not good enough. <laughs> Well, we know that whoever's in there doesn't want people around. We are looking for thieves. Is it worth uh, wandering over and seeing if we can chat or get some information out of them? Uh, yes, yes, go ahead. If it gets us out of here quicker, I'm okay with that. All right, let's go. So you guys approach this mound and you kind of hear the, the writhing a little bit stronger now that you're like closer to it. Um, you now see that these mounds are piles of rotting bodies. Um, the ground near it is even more damp than it was before, just soaked with, with blood and other decomposing fluids. <laughs> uh, and now I have to ask a question. <laughs> Which of you has the highest present, presence value? Zero. Um, Mine is, yep, I'm a zero. Is this the um, the modifier or, like, the score itself? Um, Let's just use the modifier. Okay, well, I'm a negative one, so mine is not the <laughs> huh, highest. Um... <laughs> okay. With nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, then let's have Yotna and um, Nasir. Nathair. Or Nathair. Uh... Roll a d20 and tell me who rolls higher. Probably not me with a two. I got an, I got a nine. Excellent. All right. So, so Yotna, I need you to roll that d20 again, and All I right. need you to roll higher than a fourteen. I okay. believe in you. <laughs> oh shit! It fell. Hold on. Ah, oh, fuck! It's a twelve. <laughs> All right. Well. Let me tell you what happens. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so you guys approach this this mound, and you're kind of taken in by, like, you guys have seen dead bodies before. This is not, like, a, a new occurrence oh, yeah. to you. This is, this, is, this is a Tuesday. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but something about just the sheer mass and the heaviness of being so close to the, to the, the center of the valley um, makes it a little more disturbing than normal. Um, you're not sure if it's just, like, you're psyching yourself out, or if there's something, like, terribly, like, horribly wrong with this mound of corpses. Um, but, Yotna, from behind, you're so, like, infatuated with an, an area of this. You don't notice when you feel, um, a hot, sharp pain in your back. Oh, no. Um, during, during this, um, we'll say Torben, like, stopped a ways back behind the other two. Um, and it's just sort of standing there in his own little space. Um, 
sort of eyes closed, looking like head tilted up toward the sky, um, just doing like some deep breathing, like trying to like keep himself centered and not sort of freak out. It is kind of spooky. Nathar's just kind of casually watching, not thinking too much of it. Okay. So you feel this hot, sharp pain in your back, and you take um, two damage as you turn around and see a bent standing there, unhappy. Uh, And now I need you guys to... Oh, I guess I roll for initiative. (laughs) Yay, learning new systems. Yay, learning new systems. Oh, nice. You guys go first. Yay. Um, so you turn around and you see this this bent standing right behind you, Yotna, and another one comes out on top of the mound. Um, they match the description of the people you have been sent to, to find and bring back. Oh, perfect. And what what is a bent? A bent is a a person that is so stricken by like poverty and from growing up in the streets they're kind of like a um i can't come up with the word just sort of like they're like sort of so disconnected from humanity sort of thing. yeah okay. they're, they're like they're like rogues but like mm-hmm. on but steroids gross. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but metal yeah yeah question <laughs> yes when I take two damage, that was just an automatic I take two damage, like my armor doesn't have anything to do with it? Uh, yes. Okay. I believe that is correct. Okie doke. So Yotna kind of wrinkles her nose, uh, because she has to interact with more pores. <laughs> the pores. All these pores. <laughs> now, are we supposed to take these thieves, are we supposed to kill them, or are we supposed to, like, capture them and take them back um they are wanted dead or alive but you know if you bring them back captured they will be paid more oh so we should we should go that avenue Mm. for for the other people who actually need the gold because i don't need the gold don't kill them please if you don't mind yotna uh yeah happens happens so you guys may act first how would you like to go about bringing the smackdown on these guys um, since I'm further away, I'll let um, Nithair and Yotna go first. Um, All right. I'm, go ahead. I'm going to tr- weaken, I guess, one of them. And I do have a femur as a weapon, so I suppose <laughs> I will use that. Okay, excellent. Um, all I have written next to it in parentheses is D4, so I don't know if I'm supposed to roll a D4. Yep. <laughs> yeah, um, so... Um, <laughs> First, what you'll do, um, I'll have you make a strength test to okay. to do an attack. Um, okay. You need to roll higher than a 12. Okay. 13. Yay. Nice. Okay, you hit. Now you can roll your, your d4 for the femur. <laughs> okay, great. And I got a 4. Nice. That's a good bonk <laughs> on the head. <laughs> All right. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess that'll, you... be, that'll be the dude that attacked me right yeah since closer. he's the All closest right. how i gave how, him a good bonk uh where where do you bonk him uh i'll bonk him uh on the head <laughs> all right you swing that femur down and you crack him right in the skull and he nice. kind of stumbles back a little bit uh Perfect. yeah who wants to go next um i will go next i'm going to uh send forth 
Rovjar, Rovjer, Rovjer, okay. excuse me. I'm trying to pronunciate things. The bird, <laughs> the bird is going to go forward. <laughs> the bird goes forward. Um, yeah, Are you, when you throw the bird to attack, do you make a ranged attack? Um, you know, there's nothing that specifically says that. Um, I'm reading it real quick here. Yeah, it just says attacks, defense, DR10, claws, bite, D4, HP8. Uh, so I'm assuming, okay, well then... So I'm assuming I need to roll a 10 or higher. Yes. Which I did not, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly did not do that at all. Okay, your bird tries its its darndest, man. It, it heads over there, and I guess the bent looks at it kind of funny, and it's like, oh, I'm not going... Ugh. I'm not messing with that. <laughs> oh, Roger, come back. Uh, it does scare the bent a little bit. It stumbles a little bit after being bonked on the head and then having this bird thrown at it, though. So. <laughs> a trying experience for anyone, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Torben, how, how do you want to react? Um, since I'm a little bit further back, can I sort of survey and see if they're beyond just the one guy we see? Um, if there's, like, anybody else um, coming up? Uh, you don't see anyone else other than the guy that is down with Yotna, okay. and there's another guy standing on top of the, um, the mount. Okay. Alrighty. Um, I'm gonna make a beeline for the guy, um, who attacked Yotna, um, and I'm just gonna pull out my knife and, um, just charge at him and try and, like, side shank him a little bit. Yeah, give him what for. Uh... <laughs> All right, and that's a strength check. Yep, I, and you need to be at a twelve. Three. Nice. <laughs> uh, the bent. Super good, guys. <laughs> uh, the bent, being a very familiar with knives, kind of hears the blade cut through the air because it's so thick from all the death around it, um, and he is able to kind of step out of the way uh, as as you run forward. But now you are right smack there in the action, ready to go again. <laughs> um, so let's see how the, the, the bets do. Pro- hopefully not good. <laughs> hopefully they roll as well as we yeah, do. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I'm hurting right hmm. now. <laughs> um, real quick, can I say that while I was running, um, I got my shield off my back and like sort of just like, like I don't expect it to be like a full tower shield, but just like a little like forearm yeah piece of metal just to like get that sort of on my offhand for a little bit of extra defense yeah absolutely uh okay. so here's what happens <laughs> uh the oh boy the bent from up top is like oh yes i have these people where i want them i'm gonna do some heavy damage now um he jumps down with his knife and he tries to like get you guys from over overhead um, but what he doesn't realize is that rotting corpses usually have um, not great uh, integrity to them. So as he jumps, he kind of slips and uh, falls between you guys, missing both of you and kind of Rookie landing on mistake. his back. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in the confusion, the other vent is able to uh, take advantage of you guys kind of looking at this this guy making this hilarious mistake. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, and this other bent turns to Torben and uh, makes a swing and 
also loses his footing and does not make contact. Um, is he just sort of off balance, or is he, like, fallen, fallen? Uh, the first guy is fallen. He is on prone on the ground. Um, and this other mm-hmm. guy is just kind of, like, not steady. <laughs> okay. Uh, and now it is your turn again. My, my dude... Yeah. Uh, I got I got my dude Poulter in the court jester who I forgot about. Oh. <laughs> um, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, so when I utilize him, the first two rounds, um, myself and my allies get a plus two on attack and defense. Can we Ooh. utilize that this round? Uh, yes. Even though now, we forgot to the first round. Okay. Yes. Now that I'm aware of it, cool. we don't do two rounds of that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, <we> okay. <laughs> I didn't I didn't think about it. So, I mean, I'm okay with just having the benefit for the one round, since it was supposed to be the first two. Um, but, okay. Um, so what I'm gonna do... Uh, shit, what am I gonna do? Um, how, how weak does the dude closest to me look? The one that's still upright. Uh, the one that you have hit before, uh is very unhappy. He's still kind of, like, very disoriented from, from getting cracked on the head. Uh, okay, because I, I got some some rope <laughs> in my bag. Okay. Do you, do you think I can tie him up already? Uh, you wanna... Do you think I can make an effort? You can certainly try. Hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm gonna step over top of the other guy who has fallen, and I'm going to try to start tying up the other guy the guy who is annoyed and kind of disoriented <laughs> um yeah make a strength check and try and beat a 14 all right good luck oh no all right no that did not happen <laughs> okay <laughs> that didn't even remotely in, happen in in the background you hear torben yelling why wouldn't you go for the one who's already down <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Yoda steps over this guy and tries to go at the other one with with the rope, um, <laughs> and this like sick movement where in in one fluid motion she kind of reaches back and pulls out this rope to to get him, um, but realizes the guy is standing a little more to the left than she thought, uh, and he's able to kind of weasel <laughs> his way out of the way of uh, this rope tying oh, venture. <laughs> shit <laughs> didn't go as planned <laughs> well that's all i got <laughs> um for clarification your your court jester um is he doing anything like to distract them or like what's happening here i i i'm gonna say i'm gonna say he's doing he's doing something uh what could he's he be doing, doing? Uh, <laughs> probably like cowering in fear <laughs> But also, uh, maybe he's, like, juggling or something. <laughs> maybe he's found some, like, dismembered um, body parts, and he's he's using that as a distraction. He's juggling some, like, digits that have fallen off of fingers uh, or fallen off of hands. I, Let's, I love that. Yeah. I'm also imagining All right. that because he is so scared that this is a fear response, he just juggles to try and calm himself down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's crying. He's crying and juggling at the same time oh, as one does. Ah, uh, yes, my favorite kind of juggling: fear juggling. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay, 
The the vents, both of them are, are mildly distracted by this because fear juggling is a new experience for them as well. <laughs> uh, what would the rest of you like to do on your turn? Can I try and uh, like sweep the leg on the guy who's still standing to like to like knock him down and then try and like pin him to the ground? Yeah. Um, if you want to do that, make me a strength check, and we'll put the. All right. And do I get the plus two? Yes. From you should get the Paltrum? plus two. Yes. Okay. So that turns this into a plus one roll. Nice. Um, and see if you can't that... can't beat a twelve Ooh. for me. That's a dirty 20. Hey. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you, you very definitely uh, see this poor display of trying to capture somebody that Yotna has <laughs> attempted. And you're yeah, like, okay. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> knock his legs out from under him. And in like a quick spin, um, just sort of um, like basically like kneel onto, like onto his chest with my knee like sort of pressing into his sternum. Um, and then I'll like look over and just point my knife at the other guy and just sort of glare at him. Ooh, very intimidating. Sorry, I'm still thinking about fear juggling. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool song name. Fear juggling. <laughs> That's very metal. <laughs> um, the fair. What are you doing? Alrighty. Uh, on this. Turn? Yeah. So um, the the one who is not being tied up by Torben. Um, I'm going to uh, pull, uh, the Theris going to pull the short sword off of his belt and try to uh, stab him in the leg, try and cripple him. Ow. Yeah, um, since he's prone, uh, make me a strength check and try to beat an eight. Try to beat an eight. We do beat an eight with a... Nice. Um, an 11. Excellent. Yeah, so you kind of old man hobble your way over there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you, you're determined to not let them get away. So you, you, you slide that, that metal into his leg and he cries out in pain because, ouch, you stabbed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tie them up to the mule. Nether has a mule, by the way. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <laughs> I'm imagining it just sort of like pops into yep. existence. It crawls its, its like, way out of the ground. It's like you called. <laughs> it's like poultry in the yes. Chester. It's like, by the way, I have a gesture. By the way, I have a mule. <laughs> um, can you roll your short sword's damage for me? I sure can. Uh, as soon as I can find my d4. There it is. Oh, that is four points of damage. Excellent. Um, yeah, so... These guys are, are pretty much down for the count. Um, they struggle in, but underneath your 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 strength, holding them down and you know poking them in painful places, <laughs> um, and they eventually uh, settle down, and you're able to kind of keep them captured. You tied them to your mule, who is uh, <laughs> has just arrived from underground. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I am just conjured into existence. <laughs> Something tells me that weirder stuff than that happens in this part of the world daily. I believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, listeners. I hope you've been enjoying this first episode of Fables Around the Table She. 
If the rest of our game has roles like this, I'm sure it'll be plenty entertaining. <laughs> um, so firstly, listeners, you should know that we are doing a giveaway for two copies of Mark Borg on the Fables Around the Table Twitter account right now. Uh, if our gameplay and our gushing over the physical book on our episode zero have been enough to interest you in the game, go to our giveaway post and give it a like and a retweet and follow our account at Table Fables Pod. Um, and you could have a copy of the book in your hands very soon. Um, we know that account name is a little funny. We're going to post it in the show notes for you to find so that uh, you don't have to worry about looking for us too hard. Um, entry will be open until April 20th, 2022, and we will notify the winner on Twitter. Um, this is only open to uh, people in the continental US, um, so please be mindful of that. Uh, good luck. May the blessings of she be upon you. <laughs> um, now that that's out of the way, allow me to introduce our players. Um, first up is Josh Medor. He is playing Torben. Uh, Josh has been raring to play Morkborg for a while now, so it felt very irresponsible for him. It felt very irresponsible for us not to include him in this season. Um, next playing Gyotna is Annalise Torella. Uh, Annalise is an artist and our resident metalhead, so she's been keeping us honest on all of our metal aesthetics. Uh, it has been very nice. <laughs> um, finally, Garrett Kimmel plays our favorite old man, Nathair. You'll know Garrett from previous seasons of Fables Around the Table, including our very first season, Lost, as well as contributing voices to other various seasons. Garrett is a member of Northern Weather, a Midwest emo band who in the past few months has released their first album, uh, A Shade of Melancholy. Um, if you're interested in checking that out, and I highly recommend that you do, um, you can find Northern Weather on Bandcamp and Spotify, and you can follow the band on Twitter at Northern Weather, but with no vowels. Um, and I guess I'm Chelsea Rexinger. Um, I'm the art director at Project Derailed, and you'll know me from other Project Derailed podcasts like Cape Chronicles, a masked actual play uh, where I play Royale, as well as many fable seasons, including Tainted Love, Tiffany, and our previous season, Candlelight. And while we are on the topic of candles, I am also the co-owner of Plot Kindling Candles, a candle business dedicated to turning your tabletop characters into their own scented candles. You can find us at etsy.com slash shop slash plot kindling candles to start the process of designing your own custom character candle today. I also want to give a special shout out to Tom Goldthwaite for working on some of the music used in She. Um, the tracks he developed really helped shape the um, musical aesthetic that the final product of the season has. And it, uh, it She would not be the same without Tom's hard work. Uh, Wugga will be eternally awesome. <laughs> If you like what we've been doing here on Fables or one of our other fine podcasts, you can support us on Patreon. Just $5 a month can give you access to extended retrospectives for Tales of the Voidfarer, a D&D 5e actual play inspired by Spelljammer, Cape Chronicles, our masks actual play, Fables Around the Table, the podcast you're listening to right now, also bonus content for It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast, and a whole other podcast where the Derail crew chats about their goings-on. You can find to our Patreon, on our website, projectderailed.com, and also in our show notes. Now that this break has become longer than the face melting a guitar solo, let's get back to the action.
Um, so yeah, congratulations. You've captured your, your bounty. Um, and looking around, you're able to find the, the thing that they told, they, they, they told <laughs> the thing that they stole. Nice. What was that thing? Um, you find, you find a, as, as you're searching through the, the bodies, you find a, another thing that kind of like shines, uh, pretty bright and you, you pull it out. It's a very ornate spoon and there are two notes wrapped around it. Uh, one note explains that one taste from this famine spoon means death from slow starvation. Hmm. And then there's another note and um, Mathair, the paper that this note is written on looks very, very familiar to you. Oh, what does it say? You you pick it up and um, you you look at it and uh, written upon it are, are words so uncanny that you immediately feel sick to your stomach. Um, you recognize this as, as a command from she uh, that is very reminiscent of the, the other prophecy that you had. Um, this one says, Desperate for escape, remains of emotion, serve me. Play the game of she. Find me. Um, Nether turns back to uh, his two traveling companions. She wants us to find her. And he's like, kind of like, almost like doubled over a little bit. And then you hear. already (laughs) (laughs) had to bring it out eventually i expected that to kick in at fear that was just that was actual garrett laughter you know (laughs) i forgot about that yotna is just like what the Um, fuck (laughs) sort of ignoring that torben's gonna stick out his hand and go give it here let me see it does it tell us where we need to go okay, to find she? There you go. And the shaky hand hands I, you the piece of paper. Yeah, and I just sort of yank it away from him and uh. sort of look it over front and back. Um, There doesn't seem to be any further instruction, um, but you do notice a sort of like a symbol on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's one you recognize as sort of like an icon of she, um, mm-hmm. but it's not quite right. There's something super weird about it. Um, you can't really quite identify what it is, but it's, like, not a copy of the symbol exactly. Almost like like kind of a corrupted version of it. Yeah. Um, would this look familiar to anything that I saw while I was being held captive by the cult? Um, you notice some of the distortion, um, you've seen other distorted symbols, uh, around and about those guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is actually a prophecy from Sheenathair. Uh. This is different. This is, I don't know if corrupted is the right word, but if the cult who had me is any indication, then this is people imitating she for their own uses. Uh, who would do that? 
Um, something else you you notice as you're examining this paper, um, you're used to like feeling really like shitty paper and stuff that's like barely falling apart, and if you like hold it too hard, it'll just dissolve in your hands. This is very thick, like noble paper, um, especially for it to survive all the way out here. There's something that's really like um, not necessarily royal, but this is expensive. Um, important paper. Jotna's kind of looking over everyone's shoulders. Um, would she recognize any sort of, like, seal or anything uh, specific about this paper, or it just looks like nice paper? Um, there's not a seal or anything on it, but because you are from royalty and you're aware of sort of, like, the niceties that um, other royals in the area... Um, have. It's nice enough paper, and the quality of it is something that royals use from trees harvested from Sarkosh. Okay. Um, I'm gonna turn to Torben and ask him, where were you held captive? Um, I don't know exactly where. I know that when I first sort of came to, um, I was somewhere outside of of Galgenbeck um, but where I I couldn't tell you I was traveling I think south to the city um, but but was kidnapped along the way and as to where I actually was I I couldn't say okay. well what should we do then how fresh does this look? Does this look like it was created recently or does this look fairly old? Um, it looks pretty old and um, Nefer, the more you look at it, the more it looks more identical, almost as if this was a full prophecy that's been ripped in half. Um, can I, like, try to line it up with my other paper and see if they're, like, fit? Like, puzzle pieces? You can! And wouldn't you know it, just, it fits like, like it's been torn in half, just like I hey. mentioned. <laughs> um, weird, yeah. right? But as you do, um, the, the three of you feel a searing pain in your hand. Uh. Um, and as, as you look down, yeah. um, you see that you have been branded with the corrupted seal. Ah, oh, Cool. I mean, oh no. <laughs> well. <laughs> How unfortunate. That's metal as fuck. <laughs> um, well. Yeah. I uh I'm going to run over to um the two guys we have tied up and look at their hands. Uh there's no seal on on their hands and one of them spits at you. Um I'll I'll lightly backhand him. He is hit. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, um, not like not like intending to like full on hurt him, but just be like, "Hey, knock it off." That was very um, rude, sir. And, <laughs> um, and I'll get um like right in the other guy's face, um, and holding the scrap, go, "Where did this come from?" Uh. He looks a little intimidated, not as intimidated as the court gesture, but or jester, <laughs> but intimidated as as it is. Um, and he says, "We took it from that old man, Clort." Why? 
Well, it's made of silver. It's probably worth money. Silver, you say? Would, would I recognize oh. this sort of... You said it was a spoon, right? Would I recognize yep. it as anything kind of like royal or like fancy <laughs> that would be used by royalty? Uh, it does look like a very royal spoon. Oh, right. Is there any sort of um, markings on it that I might recognize? Uh, you know that the symbol is sort of like a variation of um, the Shadow King. Um, you're also aware that the Shadow King has like millions of offspring and they, they kind of are all different. Uh, Ill- they're all illegitimate, so they all kind of take different um, like styles of, of the crest. Um, so you can identify it as one of one of their kind of this off Shadow King. Okay. I think our best course of option is to get all of this back to Clort and uh, get some answers. That sounds like a good idea. Take the two of them, get our money, and maybe uh, get some answers before we get money for the spoons. Uh, yes, very well then. Are you ready to head back? Before we take off, um, can I climb up this hill of flesh (laughs) and um, just sort of try and, like, scope out the surrounding area to see if there's, like, any other landmarks or people traveling or anything out of the ordinary? Yeah. Uh, You climb up there, and I'm just going to give this to you. Um, Okay. You you climb up, and you don't see any kind of... uh, other movement around in fact it you're it's so apparent that everything here is dead and quiet and heavy that as you stand on top it's almost hard for you to stand upright um the just crushing weight of how terrible this place is kind of sets into you and you can feel it deep in your bones and I'll, okay and with that i'll make my way back down and uh, just sort of nod my head toward whichever direction we came from and say, well, let's go get our money. Nathera will um, smack the smack the back of the mule and get it moving. <laughs> yeah, you guys start your, your way back. Um, it takes a, a little while to get back. Let me check what the rules for healing are. Because I know that happens during these kind of like downtime time i think it's like a d4 for like a like a taking a breath which i guess this probably would be yeah uh yotna would you like to roll a d4 and see how many hit points you get back yeah i got two back which is where i was so back at five yeah full health full health yay oh yeah Uh, yeah, do you guys talk about anything on the way back? Uh, I... Why did this happen? Um, and Nathair's, like, kind of holding the, the paper up. Or at least the half of the paper that he has. I don't understand. Um, Nathair, where did... Where did you get your scrap from? Uh, some people came to rob the graves and... Tried to take advantage of a poor old man and... One of them had this on him. Roger was fortunately able to, uh, ward them off long enough. 
Yotna kind of looks over like she doesn't really believe anything he's saying. But she doesn't say anything. <laughs> what? You don't believe me? Oh, no, no. Keep going. Oh, that's, that's, that's it, really, I suppose. Oh, okay. I took their mule and their things and headed into town. And okay. I met you Whose folk. grave were they robbing? I, I don't know. I just, they were on their way, I think, or on their way back, and they found me. Yotna will kind of mention um, what she knows about, like, the, the crest on the spoon and, like, the origin of the, the paper. Hmm. Most interesting, indeed. Um, Torben is just sort of sitting quietly trying to, like, piece together the few small pieces that aren't really like opposite ends of the puzzle don't even really fit together just trying to like wrap his mind around this uh what is the scariest thing about this prophecy for you for torben yeah um here what what was the full prophecy again the full prophecy reads anguish shuttles a grave mistake self-loathing sleep she gives you life in hell is this sickness for nothing desperate for escape remains of emotion serve me play the game of she find me um it it's probably that sort of the insinuation that she's existence and the religion around her is a game um Torben grew up not particularly religious, but was sort of aware that religion existed and had its uses. Um, and now in his current state, um, in feeling the way he does about his his transformations, the idea that someone would take religion, that religion could and worship could be a game, is just entirely off-putting and sort of well if this like this sort of slippery slope of well if this is a game what else doesn't really matter and it's this slippery slope into just nothing matters um about none of it nothing in our life we're born we live we die and that's our lot in life so he's just sort of stewing on this do I even matter? Oh, the, the nihilism is <laughs> coming up. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. Um, Nathair, what about you? Do you have a, a feeling of fear about this? Or, or how uh, are you feeling? What, uh, what, what, is, what scares you? It burnt you? my hand and it hurt real bad. <laughs> um, You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's probably like the immediate thing that's on his mind. He probably doesn't even really remember what's on the paper. Um, <laughs> okay. But I would say probably in some level of his subconscious. Um, yeah, a good amount of what Torben said kind of makes a lot of sense how, you know, this is some side thing that is a mystery. And Nathair at one point in time probably thought he knew just about all there was to know. And this is the unknown and. The unknown probably scares him quite a bit. Ah, okay. I like that. Um, Yotna, does this scare you at all? Do you have any, like, 
worries about anything you found? Uh, Jotna is kind of unperturbed by any of it. Um, <laughs> Prophecies are dumb. They don't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> she's she's not the religious type, so she's yeah. She just thinks it's some sort of like practical joke or something along those lines. Okay, good. Excellent. I, I like... So this is the kind of mindset you're in as you're you're traveling back uh, to the town that I told you you were going to. <laughs> yes, that town with the name. That town with the name! Back to, back to <laughs> Schleswig. 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 <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> where you will... You will turn in your, your thieves and hopefully get paid a lot of money. Um, we will end the session with this thought. Okay. All right. You mean I have to think about this until we meet again? <laughs> <laughs> the city shall be made hollow. Of those who rest in hollowness, they shall not be seen. Uh, and that's the session. I hope you guys had fun. I did. <laughs> oh, it was Excellent. so good. It was very fun. Did you have fun? Good. It was a lot of I fun. I definitely like good, got good, good. a lot of visuals in my head as it was As you walk down the sidewalk, passing shops of all kinds, the cold wind stinging against your cheeks as the snow beneath your feet gives a light crunching, you see a sign above your goal, Chronicle Comics. You open the door, the ding of the bell letting the clerk know someone has entered. He looks up at your familiar face and says, Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it as uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names and contrastingly colorful font below them. Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be like 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't stopping the crime. Remix. Am I the only one confused why Quasi can whisper? Quasi Raptor. Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words Cape Chronicles. Available every first and third Wednesday of each month starting March 2nd, 2022 from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is cramped in here. 
Introducing Tales of the Voidfarer. Join the spacefaring adventures of a group of misfits in this D&D 5th edition podcast inspired by the 2nd edition setting, Spelljammer. My name's Marco Astorio. My character is a Gith Yankee. My character is a Doar. Adorable little penguin people. You're Ravnus, right? Yes, and you are. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Luckby Cumble. My name is Captain Valeria Rain, and welcome aboard the Voidfarer. Luckbeak, Ravnus, come on! <laughs> There's so much to see over here! Catch new episodes of Tales of the Voidfarer every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast fix. <laughs> that's funny. Wait, did you just hmm? say that's funny and not laugh, Ravnus? We really have to work on your social skills. <laughs> Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, of them. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship bum on the pole ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. Projectderailed.com